Welcome back to Real Estate Agent Lessons with Mongo. Today, we have Cassandra Lopez coming from Bremerton, Washington, showing her expertise. We'll be talking about uh, riches in niches, choosing a lead gen strategy you can stick with, and why you should be buying your own product. So, Cassandra is a managing broker and also a U.S. Navy veteran. So without further ado, let's go ahead and jump on in and get her in here, and let's get started. Hey, what is going on? Thanks for coming back for Real Estate Agent Lessons with Mongo. Today, we have Cassandra Lopez. What is going on? Hey, how's it going? Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. I think today is going to be very fun. So we've got uh, three different topics that we want to hit today. Hopefully, we will have time to get all three of them in. So one of them will be building riches in the niches. The second one will be choosing a lead generation strategy. And then lastly, you should be investing or you know, basically purchasing what you are selling. Um, so very excited about this. Um, Cassandra, you and I were on stage at what Jared James last year together and your story is very interesting. Do you mind giving us a little bit of background into uh, who you are, what got you into real estate, stuff like that? Yeah, good question. Um, I don't think real estate's anybody's first career, right? Unless you're just that unicorn that it gets in right out of high school. Um, so I was um, active duty Navy for a while and that brought me to my current location. So when I got out of the Navy, um, I needed something that would provide a stable income, but also give me flexible hours because I am a single mom with three kids. And so, you know, it's kind of a lot of plates to juggle. So real estate seemed to check all those boxes. Um, so here I am, been doing it for 10 years, uh, managing broker with my team. Um, yeah, that's a little about me. Awesome. So moving on into riches in the niches, what do you mean by that? So riches and niches, when you're when you're getting into real estate, it's so easy to just like chase the shiny object, right? And and oh, that sounds like a great idea. I'm gonna do all the mega open houses, I'm gonna do all the client um like housewarming parties, I'm gonna farm all the neighborhoods and do all these things, right? Because all these lead gen strategies and and I think the niches are who you decide to work with and how you decide to um, make yourself present in those circles. So for example, um, a few of my niches are military support. So obviously I have a really good segue um, from my prior service into those communities. Um, I work with a lot of divorce, um, divorcing families. And I know that's kind of maybe a taboo topic, uh, but I think it's a really underserved sector of our of our homeowners that need to sell a home. Um, and then I also serve a lot of probate communities. So, you know, families who have inherited a property from a loved one and now they need to do something with that estate. Um, I could do a million other things, right? I could teach first-time homebuyer classes. I could, whatever other things people do that are being done, I could do all of those, but I wouldn't be very good at all of those. So I decided to get really good at the things that I wanted to do, the things that I thought not only that I would be good at, but would also recession-proof my business. Um, and so I just decided to put my energy and efforts in those and and do, and, and that's what I mean by riches and niches. Awesome. So recession-proofing your business is definitely very good, especially with how the market has been lately. How did you go about getting started in the two main sectors between divorce and probate because those are hyper specific. So how'd you get into those? Yeah. So um, I just happened to have some clients here and there that needed, needed those services. So, you know, like a divorcing family, for example, we'll just start there. And um, 
I found that I was very, very good at diffusing situations and neutralizing things because oftentimes those are very emotionally charged situations. And I think it takes just a special, I don't know, temperament to, to, you know, manage people in those situations. And I found that I was really good at it. And even though um, it's not an ideal scenario for either party involved, um, you know, everything ends well for everybody when when it's transparent and communication and all the things, right? And so then I thought, well, what if I just, um, you know, started marketing to families who, you know, need these kind of services, whether it be pay-per-click or um, building relationships with local family attorneys and saying, hey, I, I specialize in this kind of service. So if you have any clients who need, you know, a complimentary market analysis on their home. Because oftentimes divorcing couples are so overwhelmed with everything. You know, they have kids, they have schools they need to stay in, they have jobs and they have all these things going on in real life. And they have no idea how to liquidate the marital asset, you know? And so it's it's really good to have an expert in that field to help with that. Um, and then it really, really helps because you know my business partner, Darren. So if it's a very charged situation where the divorcing spouses can't even be in the same room together, I will take one and Darren will take the other. And then we kind of keep it separate in that regard. And that way, each party only has one agent to talk to because um, the trust is really important. So if the trust between the two people isn't there and they think, well, I don't want you talking, I don't want you saying this to the agent and I don't want to use the same agent. And, you know, it just becomes really like tense. It's really helpful to have two agents on board in, in that circumstance to help you know, really smooth things out. Um, and it tends to work out really well that way. So for somebody wanting to get into either one of those, do you have any suggestions? I know you mentioned pay-per-click a second ago. Mm -hmm. uh, do you have any other suggestions to get into those sectors? I would actually start with building relationships with family practice attorneys. So in, this is actually a good opportunity for you to reach out to your database too. If you don't know any, just reach out to your database email everybody in your CRM, be like, hey, I'm looking for a couple of referrals to family practice attorneys. Who do you know that you've worked with or that you know that your friends or family have worked with, you know, and and then it becomes another touch to your database. So you stay top of mind. Um, so everything you do should be an opportunity there. But um, that would be a good place to start. Um, you know, take a much coffee. You know, attorneys are really busy and oftentimes they have that that first line of defense, which is their receptionist. So screens all the calls and they, they don't let anything through that's not like a barn burner. Um, but you just got to keep doing it, keep doing it, keep doing it. And maybe send an email and be like, hey, I've been trying to call. This is the reason why, you know, this is what I'm doing. And I just wanted to offer. So whatever you can do to build that rapport with those attorneys and Maybe even provide an example to them of what you do, how you've done it in the past, and you know how you intend to service their clients. Because attorneys don't want hiccups; they want easy things, right? So if you take something off their plate and make it easy for them and easy for their clients, um, that's going to turn into a cash cow referral source for you. Gotcha. So for somebody that hasn't niched down yet and they're hesitant to narrow down their focus on a niche, how can they overcome that hesitation? I would um, reflect on what you like to do and what you're good at. So if you're good at, um, like you and I are doing a video right now, right? You and I both have YouTube channels. We're really good at getting behind the camera and doing that and doing the attraction marketing and broadcasting stuff. 
If you're good at that, then do that. Maybe you make videos and you would send a video to your attorney. Um, if you're good at door knocking, maybe you show up in person and you bring a little gift basket. Um, but I would really, really learn to know. I would really encourage you to learn about yourself, to know what your strengths are and what you like to do and where those things intersect. And then that would be how you figure out what niche you want to serve. Gotcha. That makes sense. So outside of the two that we just discussed that you're already doing, can you highlight a niche or a, you know a, a sector of the market that you believe is underexplored by a lot of agents but still holds a lot of value? Oh goodness, that's a great question. Um, outside divorce and probate, um, I think I think there's a big gap in knowledge in what real estate agents know about how to purchase and sell real estate in a creative, non-traditional way. And, um, this, and that's, you know, that doesn't surprise me because, you know, we're trained, like we, we go through our courses and we have the state laws and the legislature, and then we have our local municipalities that we have to conform to. And so we're really trained to service inside this little box of knowledge, right? This is how you do a transaction. This is how you um, list and market a property, you know, down the road. But if you're talking about creative financing, like seller financing or sub two purchasing or wraps or anything like that, wholesaling, I think there's a large gap in knowledge there because um, it kind of ventures outside that box a bit. And it's really important to, even if you don't practice those things, and this may be a good segue into one of our other topics about buying real estate for yourself. But even if you don't practice those things, it's good to have a baseline knowledge of them because you're going to come across a homeowner who needs to sell their house like yesterday, but it's not financeable. Maybe it's like a 1970 manufactured home, you know, that won't qualify for Fannie Mae Freddie Mac. Um, you know, whatever this, whatever the circumstances, they're totally upside down in their mortgage, like whatever it is, and they can't sell it in a traditional fashion you need to have that baseline knowledge to be able to give them options because you can't just show up at the door and be like, I'm sorry, I can't help you. Like the, the best thing that you should be able to do is even if you don't have that knowledge, be like, you know what? That's a really good, great question. Let me contact a couple of my resources and I'll get you an answer like by tomorrow and giving up on a client and making it feel like for them that it's hopeless is like the worst thing you can do for both you guys. Um, so even even if you can't or don't practice those areas, um, it's good to have a resource to give them a referral to another wholesaler or whomever who can't help them. I always, uh, I always thought it was interesting that you don't see real estate professionals learning more about these other facets. You know, you just mentioned seller financing, um, rent to own properties, things like that. Like, even if you don't practice it, like you said, I think it's extremely vital that you at least know enough to walk them through why it's a good or a bad idea, even if you're not doing it. You know, like rent to own is a great example. Very rarely is that beneficial for both parties. It's generally only beneficial for one of them. And it depends on where the market's at at the time, right? Mm -hmm. So I think by having just a little bit of knowledge will help you when you get that phone call and they're like, do you have any rent to own? Like, yes, we do, but let me explain, you know, and kind of walk them through and educate them. You know, I think that's very important. I don't think enough agents do that. Yeah. And I think maybe a lot of them don't want to. Um, I mean, there's a yep. good, there's a good sector of our industry population who's um, really, really old school. Um, hammer and chisel old school <laughs> should be retired. You know, there's some agents in my market who are like 80 plus and I'm like, 
Okay. Anyway. So, but like for those guys, they're not going to learn that, right? If they don't already learn that, because what they've done so far has totally worked. Um, I think with the evolution of the industry and the evolution of mortgages and the shifting, the constant shifting in the market, whether it's small or large, uh, there's always going to be a need for that. Um, people, life happens and people find themselves in situations. And so there's always going to be a need for that. And, um, you know, one of, one of my favorite things to convey to my clients, buyers or sellers, is that I'm not the decision maker. I don't make any decisions. I just facilitate the transaction. But my job is to give you as much information as I can so that you can make the best decision. And the more information they have, then the more empowered they are. And even if you end up not help it, helping them, maybe you refer them to somebody who does do those niches and you don't, um, you still play a part. You know, they're still grateful for your help because now they have a resource they didn't have before they, they didn't know existed. And they're still in addition to your sphere of influence too, as long as you continue yeah. to keep up with them. You know, oh, you helped them out. Yeah. Why aren't they going to use you down the road? Right. Or send you referrals or whatever. Yeah. So kind of pivoting a little bit toward the marketing, um, how do you approach marketing and tailoring your services to cater to a specific niches, needs, and preferences? Yeah. Great question. So, um, so my primary YouTube channel is geared towards, um, I would say buyers, but I have procured a few sellers on my channel, but it's mostly like area knowledge, right? You're the, you're the market area location expert. So living in Bremerton, that's my channel. And it's all about living in Bremerton. And there's very, very, very little real estate related stuff on there. Um, because when people know, like, and trust you, they're going to work with you. And so they're vetting me through my channel and every time I get a reach out, it, the intro is always very similar. I just watched every single video on your channel. Right? <laughs> and, and they want to like see like the consistency and they want to see where you started to where you are now. You know, like when I started my channel two years ago and here I am today and the evolution of my videos and, um, just, you know, they, they love it. And so they're vetting you through your channel. And so they reach out and they're always very appreciative and very grateful. And so the trust is established before you even meet. So that's pretty darn cool. Um, now for the probate and the divorce, I have a totally separate channel and I'm, I actually haven't pushed that live yet because I'm still getting the details, like the name figured out and the, the content. Like I, I have the videos, I just have to do the playlist and things and organize it. Um, but that one is going to be more specific to probate divorce and real estate investing so that on that channel, I'm the content subject matter expert. Um, so it doesn't matter where you're purchasing, selling, what state you live in or whatever. I have a resource in that state for you. I mean, you and I are 3,500 miles away and I'm, I, you know, you're my resource for, for your area. Um, you know, and hopefully Darren and I would be your, your resource for our area. <laughs> um, and so anywhere we are, we have a nationwide and worldwide network essentially of industry professionals who can help you. So. Um, that doesn't end at my city limits. That I can help people anywhere. And, you know, things like 1031s and that stuff. I mean, those are federal regulations. So we can talk about that all day long on my channel. It's not area specific. So, and that's the thing about YouTube is you can't put like too many different kinds of content on the same channel. Other, and otherwise the algorithm will just totally fall flat. So my, my city channel, my living in Bremerton is just that content. And those are the people I'm um, catering to. And then my other channel is going to be divorce probate investments. 
And those are the people I'm catering to. And so it's going to reach several different types of um, buyers and sellers, but it's going to be like an attraction marketing type effort um, where I just put the content out, people watch it at their leisure, it pops up in the algorithm as suggested videos, and then they reach out to me. And that's pretty much for the sake of my time and my effort, that is um, the best bang for my buck. Awesome. 